Hi, I'm Sean Hanif, and you're listening to Life of an Entrepreneur. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Life of an Entrepreneur podcast. This is episode number three. Um, the title of this episode is Work-Life Balance, and it's something I'm going to get into a bit later. I feel like my views on it are just a bit different to what I hear um, on social media, what I see. It is a bit of a buzzword at the moment. I kind of wanted to get into why for some people it's such a thing and how I kind of like have dealt with it and kind of like my meaning around it and I guess how I've managed to how I managed to keep pushing on and getting things done and how, how do you balance it all and the rest so I'm gonna come on to that a bit later but as you know so this podcast is um, my name is Sean I run a company called Genflow we help people become entrepreneurs essentially so for 2016, I set up the business, um, which is Genflow today, and um, you know it's been a success. So today we help creators, influencers, YouTubers, whatever you want to call them, launch their own businesses, and um, which pretty much is that they have an audience. That audience has a shared problem or interest, and now they um, we, we give them the infrastructure and the ability to go ahead and turn that into a full-fledged business, and um, it's been successful. So you know that that's my business. So today. Just for context, um, I have a team of, I think we're on like um, 60 now, and um, I'm currently hiring about 30 to 40 new people. So yeah, it's fully, I've gone through the whole journey of leaving my job, um, setting up a business, taking absolute uh, time and effort, but now I've got to like this stage. So this podcast is basically about my life as an entrepreneur, what kind of I go through, and um, everything else besides that. So if if you are looking to start a business, have a business or anything like that, make sure you subscribe because I think you'll find this useful. Speaking of, um, so I guess I haven't recorded for two weeks and um, quite a, f- a few things have been happening in that time. I actually couldn't record last week just because um, I had way too many things on my calendar. So one of the actually first things I've done in the last two weeks I've actually created, and I advise anyone to do this as well. Essentially, I've created like work blocks on my calendar, so there's only so much time I want to have calls or meet other people or anything. What happened naturally is that it's exciting to get people that people want to speak to. You, you want to have meetings. You actually feel like you're doing a lot. You're being productive. Um, that always happens to me as well. But now I've kind of made a strict thing that essentially from when I wake up to the first three four hours of the day. I'm not taking no calls, no nothing. Um, middle of the day, I'll do take calls and stuff if that's with the team or external. And then the rest of the day, again, it's, it's all blocked out for me to do my work. Because what I'm finding is, and for anyone that has a team, what will happen is slowly, slowly, you'll get dragged into so many things that where, you, where people want your input that you actually end up not having any time to yourself to actually be able to think and do your own work um, or do the things that you know are important to you. So that's what I've uh, done, because essentially last Thursday was impossible for me to like, a meeting ran over, there's no way I can like get to the studio to record the podcast and then get back and do the next thing, just killing myself trying to like meet my own schedule that I've created, so like it makes no sense. Um, But you kind of like don't realize that actually I'm in charge and I can do whatever I like, so um, yeah, so that's been a, a good change in the past two weeks I would advise anyone to implement that because if you're struggling to get the thing done that's on your task list forever or you know 
you're like, yeah, I really need to set up email marketing for my business, but I just never get no time. But then the way you make that time is just the priority, you know, of, of, of what's that. You know, in, my last part, uh, in the last episode, I spoke a little bit about having an overarching goal as a business and then having clear KPIs that you're reaching towards. So now that's quite clear for me. So for me, one of our goals this year is to grow the current brands that we have at Genflow. So it's very easy if I have to take a meeting with a client which is going to get get us towards that goal, it makes clear sense. And I prioritize that over like, even if it's a new client call or if it's a smaller client that has this issue, I've really started to plan my time according to our company's actual goals. I know that sounds really like obvious, but I guarantee if you sat there for your business today and just made it like, okay, this is actually what I'm trying to achieve this year. I'm going to make sure every single day I'm doing things that gets me there very fast lots of things on your calendar um, are going to end up being obsolete um, it happens to me all the time obviously now is a bit different because we're probably a bit later stage but i remember from the very beginning you'll have people hit you up oh hey let's 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 talk we're in a similar category i want some advice or you might have in calls with 10 pr companies because you want to pick one so all the, a lot of the extra stuff you just need to minimize so you know, that, that, that's been quite interesting for me over the past like week. Um, I feel like my productivity is going um, more. Besides that, I guess what's been a bit challenging um, over the past um, two weeks is just getting, um, I guess, my team to follow a system and a process um, is, is ever challenging. So we keep having kinks or issues or things that happen the right way. It could be the smallest thing like if a campaign is going live, you know, that should have been sent to the client. You should have reviewed that with the client and sat and watched the video with them, got their feedback, instead of just we just send it to them a day before release and hopefully it's going to be okay. So as the business has scaled, obviously I mentioned coming out here to Dubai a couple of episodes ago that, you know, we've been sitting and working on all this stuff, but now implementing it seems like another challenge that I'm having to like stop and one by one work with different teams and make sure people are doing X, Y, uh, X, Y, Z things. So that's been quite, quite, I guess, stressful um, and just tough. You know, how do you imp- how do you get somebody to do something um, if they're just not doing it? And I guess that's what I've been working on a lot is that I have to systemize it. So if someone isn't like sending something to a client in the way it should be, then the way it needs to be is that they need to fill something out internally and that must get approved, otherwise they can't. What will happen then is in a scenario is that imagine if the client never got the video in the end because you can't send it if it doesn't get approved internally. If you make it so harsh, then the client's going to be annoyed and then it's going to be that person's fault. So I've been trying to like make barriers. Um, what's really interesting to me is that when you start a startup, you're trying to be the most anti-corporate you can possibly be. But now I'm realizing why corporate companies are more corporate because essentially it's needed to be able to work in a larger scale. You know, when there was 12, 15 of us sitting in a room, even for you who are probably starting out and at that stage now, it's very easy to control everything. But when you're going to be 50, 60 plus, it starts to get impossible. And that's why I see why in larger companies there's so much process. So my, my, my dad and uh, my mom and dad are both um, doctors. And um, I always think 
when it comes to process. Imagine if they had a choice that if they see a patient, or that it's not that they don't have to write the notes up and put it in the folder for every patient and log it. Can you imagine that? Imagine like you get an injection and no one made a note that you actually received like hepatitis C injection on this date. Can you imagine that? So in like other fields, it's so norm. Why cannot that be in business? Why cannot be in my business? So, you know, we spoke with X client on this date. This is what was decided. These were the next steps. I want that recorded and written somewhere. And if that's saved in Asana or Dropbox or somewhere, because then, then it happened. Because when the client's like, why is this not got delivered? At least you, we'll have something to go and refer back to that actually there was this meeting that happened. This was decided on that day. Oh, look, you decided you don't actually want this. That's why it's not there. Similarly, can you imagine you end up getting hepatitis C and you're like, oh, I'm sure I had an injection. And if you were to call your doctor and the doctor's like, I don't know, we have no information on this. Can you imagine? So... I've been looking at other how other things operate and why is it normal that people always do something because what it is is that they've created a system, essentially. A system that does not fail. And that's what I've been working on a lot is that how do I systemize everything? I used to think of it as process, but rarely I've started thinking of it as a system. Because if a system exists, then it is the only way something can get done. Um, otherwise, it can't. Um, so yeah, that's been quite of a challenge for me because whilst I have to solve that, I'm still trying to do all the stuff that I'm meant to do, right? So, um, and that's, that, that, that's the hard side of business, hard side of doing something where it's not so straightforward with what what is that I'm focused on. One of the other things I've done, um, I guess, we have to hire. So the moment I put my hands on something, I do start looking at it as like, how can I improve the way we do this? So we need to hire like 30 to 40 people. We do, we have an internal recruiter, we have a way of hiring, but I kind of pretty much just streamlined the whole thing. And the idea was, so we're using a software, it's called Team Tailor, for anyone that wants to check it out. You essentially um, can have your, you can publish jobs on all the different websites in the world, if that's LinkedIn, Glassdoor, etc., etc., Indeed. Um, all the applications will come into one place and it's, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty much like Trello or Asana. It comes into one place and um, so you can manage all the jobs collectively in one place. Um, then what's really cool about it is, so what I've done is most applications that we get, and this is from years and years, um, it, they're very, very bad. Like generally speaking, if you put a job out people apply with, and, and it's very hard to gauge, is it worth speaking to this person? Historically, we learned we're calling people up at stage one and saying, hey, you know, what's up? Um, trying to get a bit of the information to decide whether to interview them or not. Because you have to hire 30, 40 people, that again is just not possible. So what we did is we've actually created like screening questions. So now if you go to careers.genflow.com right now, and if you were to click on a job, you have to answer like eight to 10 questions to be able to apply. And then we haven't made those questions easy. Those questions are as detailed as you can expect in the interview. And it's just fundamentally changed the hiring process. We're getting like now it's qualifying so easily. So basically in the software, you can see I've had these like 23 people apply. I can click on every single person. I can see the CV, the notice period, the salary. 
and all the questions that they've answered. And so I'll give you an example. Um, if that's a marketing manager, the questions would be along the lines of, um, you know, which brands have you led the marketing for in the past? Please provide the exact links of the websites and the social media. That one question already shows me whether they're good at marketing or not. Because when I click the link and the Instagram has 73 followers and you're like, yeah, I've been heading up the marketing for this brand. I've done all this other stuff. It's like, no, like categorically, if you fail to grow the following of that brand in this day and age, that probably should be your number one KPI for any brand whatsoever. Growing social media numbers has to be the main KPI you are working at at your job. Clearly, you don't know marketing in 2021 it basically means reject and move on to the next one. So it's, it's been amazing because it just really has streamlined the process and some amazing people have come through. You know, um, I would love to, what, 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 what I find really funny about that is, is that you see the different types of people and personalities in the applications. So you'll have the guy who's like, on every question, the response will be CCV, CCV, CCV. And he can't be bothered to even answer the question. It just shows the type of person that is that if you can't even bother to fill out the questions for an application, how would they be if they worked for you? You know, I just like don't don't see how that would um, how that would work. Um, similarly, some people, they just give vague answers um, on the, in the question that I said. I've seen people would be like, I've managed lots of brands and done lots of great marketing things. And we have always achieved great success. It's like, right, okay. You know, so people struggle to answer questions. It really helps because essentially when I'm getting, when we're getting to the interview stage, the person is a lot more qualified than before. So yeah, it's been a crazy journey. So pretty much last two weeks, I've fully focused on this. I've had a ton of interviews. I think I had four interviews yesterday. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty much spending every day looking through applications, um, arranging interviews, sending tasks out. So our process is basically we have the screening questions. If it looks good, interview. If the interview goes well, then it's a task. I actually am putting the effort in of creating a task. I have created a task per job, but then I'm editing that task depending on the thing that I really want to test from somebody. So, you know, we had a, a head of creative apply. He's had a lot of photography and art direction experience. So I tailored my task now to test him on can he truly build like video based campaigns because that is probably, you know, 95% of where marketing is today, it's video. So, um, so I keep tailoring the tasks. It means it's more work on me, but if I put the work in on the actual process and the way we're hiring, we'll end up hiring the best people. Um, so yeah, it's been fun and long. So a lot of times it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I'm tired. I'm like, oh, I need to look through the applications because if I don't, the whole thing doesn't continue. And for us to grow as a business right now, people is the biggest bottleneck, like hands down. If I just had double the amount of people I had now, the business probably would be five times as big. So just getting those people in is like so critical. In that, you know, we kind of came up with new values for the company to kind of define our culture, to be like, how are we gonna get the best people? Which kind of leads back, leads me to the work-life balance um, as well, which I said at the beginning. So we were writing our values and it's amazing actually because me and some of the team just we were talking to each other and we were like why 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 have we like won as a business how have we got here what are our values basically that have got us to this point most of the senior people in the company have been here for two years plus 
and fundamentally we came to the conclusion essentially that we all like to win like winning is absolutely everything for like all of us it's not a job it's something we're trying to achieve together which is very like a sports team essentially that sports teams if you look at them um generally you're a group of people that have come together for whatever reason and now you're this team and you're truly trying to like beat other teams and win you're not just there because oh, i just enjoy playing let's call it football then i just enjoy playing football i'm going to go and play my match on saturday and that's my job and that's great some probably players are like that hence why you never heard of them but at the same time you are trying to win so where do like when we all discussed it between ourselves is like pretty much winning is absolutely everything for us and that shows in the dedication and the work so that is us working on a mobile app releasing it and it hits number 1 on the app store that is the definition of winning um so yeah it was very interesting we came up with lots of others too which which was uh, exciting i think one of the cool phrases we came up with was that entrepreneurs are the new athletes that everybody always growing up wanted to be like an athlete that has just changed now everyone growing up wants to be an entrepreneur categorically like Elon Musk is probably the like the coolest person that people follow now online to be as the hero more than like Ronaldo for instance because entrepreneurs are the new athletes essentially so that was a very interesting uh, thing thing that we discussed but it came down to this thing that we just started discussing and like why does for most of the people in the company that we have achieved success together and it has happened because work is never seen as work my whole thing about work life balance is it's the problem already comes mentally if you categorize what you like to do as work and i feel like people that preach that you know work is work you need time for yourself for me that's just a that 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 is one thing essentially because you should be smart enough or putting yourself in enough or put, getting your life to a certain point where what you classify as work is something actually you enjoy obviously this is very unrelated to if someone's working in a factory i get it it's it would be very different i'm talking about in the context of business marketing having your own company and entrepreneurship cuz that's very different to obviously someone who's paid by the hour and they're doing labor work i understand and that they have to do that to to literally feed their family that's a very different conversation and i'm not talking about that i'm talking about people i guess like myself who want to start a business um understand business marketing startups and um you know or work in a startup business want to further their career they are at a certain point it's been 5 years you know you're not really progressing in your life you earn a set amount of income your life circumstances are not really changing that's where i'm talking about and for me personally even way before this uh way before Jenflo when I when I did have a job it was the same i used to just love what i did so for me i've always found fun in my job because i was trying to achieve something 
and it was the fun and the desire of trying to like achieve that essentially that's what drives you so traditionally speaking this is how people categorize it right so like work is work i'm going to work from 9 till 6 i'm done then and then it's like mentally you're like oh thank god now i can do things that i wanted to do which normally would be i want to read a book i want to watch some tv shows i want to listen to some music or which you probably can't do anyway uh, i want to watch a movie i want to hang out with friends so all the other things that you mentally place more importance on becomes life and the things that are not that you're forced to do is work and is this idea of then trying to balance the two and um which i feel like is just a myth that what if you like what you do what happens then how does that how does it work then so what if i don't want to watch a tv show i find that as not living my life what if i want to go learn how bitcoin works and then trying to go and buy some bitcoin can that not be like my thing that i like similarly that could be facebook ads and how to implement them so then i can start running facebook ads for my company or for my client or for the place that i work why can't that be the thing so and this one i'm quite fascinated about so for me personally i know now when i'm saying it it may not be the same thing cuz yeah i have my own company and stuff but regardless i find myself that if there's even one more second left in the day i want to be i want to be pushing to get towards my goal so i think for most people when things are hard they just um essentially is when people just like oh, uh, it's too much i see this in my team all the time so there's a lot of work on it's hard to handle there's a lot of pressure and the first thing the first thing that happens oh it's too much for you i can't handle it i'm i'm getting stressed out oh it's too much pressure i can't deal with it it's like no this is the exact point where if you were to push yourself you will be able to get you'll be able to achieve something that will categorically take you forwards in your life not just like a monetary point of view or anything of that sort from a mental point of view because you'll know i can do such thing and i think it's the mental block is the biggest thing so the first thing that comes through is that for people is it just mentally just too much but when things get hard can you really double down because that's what makes you and i've been through so many of the situations my team has been through the situations and that comes to this thing of then this whole work life balance and that kind of just goes out the window if i was to go back to talking about an athlete or a football do you think for someone to be great at this sport they have ever thought themselves to be like oh it's getting too much pressure now i don't think i want to train anymore is that even a thing you see that people would wake up early they will train five times a day they'll keep taking free kicks till they get amazing at it or if it's a boxer they have to keep running up hills to get the stamina to a point where they can beat the competition i feel it's the same in entrepreneurship that you have to push through the pain you have to push through the hard times because 99% of the people 
are just going to stress out and fail. And essentially, you know, without being that blunt, it's just the fundamental truth. Most people are just not mentally strong enough to be able to push through. So if you are listening to this, the next time it is a bit hard, just remember the guy on the other side, he's the one that's probably going to be like, oh, this is too much for me, or their team members are going to be saying it's too much for them when we keep pushing forwards. If you can just build that way that you get joy out of pushing yourself, honestly, things will change. And I'm saying that from experience, right? So I've literally been doing it to get to the point that we've got to. All the so-called competitors that we had are essentially diminishing because when COVID came, I don't want to name names, we have a very small competitor. When COVID came, I saw on the Instagram, the CEO took up painting as a hobby and he sat there doing painting and furloughed all the staff. So furloughed is essentially in the UK when you essentially, the government released a scheme that if your business cannot operate, the, the business will help you pay for your employees. So he categorically thought, when it's probably the toughest time as a CEO of a business or as someone that runs a business, that it's time for me to, you know, it got hard all of a sudden. When it happened to me, I was like, shit, I have like 30 employees. If I furlough all of them, furlough is basically, they'll be put on 25,000 pounds of salary and so if you're earning £50,000, all of a sudden you're on £25,000. So you're going to have half the living wage that you do. Can you pay for your house, family, everything else, right? So I took it upon myself, the pressure to be like, no, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure I don't do that. Not only that, we're going to push forwards because we can. And it's just... It's that thing of like, it got tough, but I'm going to double down or triple down because it's literally the hardest thing probably ever anyone would have to face in business that the world's about to close. What are we going to do? And I saw on the alternative is maybe the stress was too much. Let's take up a new hobby and let's just close the business down. And now that business is diminishing and it's almost like nowhere to be seen a year later. And that's the exact decision you have to make that if you want to be the best, you should want to be the best, I guess, is the point I'm making. And if that comes at a cost of your work-life balance, the so-called work-life balance, then that's okay. And um, Because what you'll find is, on the other side, the, f the fun you get, the joy you get of achieving, there's almost like no other feeling. Imagine coming up with something out of nothing, and it actually works. If that's not the best feeling you're chasing as an entrepreneur, what are you chasing? Because fundamentally, that's what it's about. You literally, sometimes I think, from my own bare hands, I've like created a concept, or even a brand, or a strategy in a brand, and when it starts to work, it's like, wow. Quick example. I thought of adding a review pop-up in one of the apps for one of our clients. So it means that after you've done certain actions within the mobile app, it's going to ask you for an app store review. Came up with this concept completely out of my own head, we installed it, we had 7,000 like five-star reviews come over the coming weeks. And if that is not what being an entrepreneur is about, and if that's not what you're chasing, then that is essentially you will not really get that far, in my opinion. So I would say 
start forget about how you're trying to like balance your work and life make it that your work is your life and everything will start to change that doesn't mean don't spend time with family and the rest and all of that yes it does but you stop looking at the time you stop looking at the clock because it's not you know do i do i take time out in the middle of the day to spend time with my daughter of course do i take time out to see, see my wife yes do i call my parents up yes of course but the rest of the time i'm absolutely pushing to solve problems that other people don't want to solve because then that is where we're going to get ahead um you know i have a lot of i have a lot of employees who want to be off at 6 p.m. and live their life which is in their minds they're doing it because that's their balance they're looking for because it makes them happy and if it does that's fine but don't don't expect to go further in your life and career that's all so if you if 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 you're happy to do what's necessary and it's only always going to be a burden it's always going to be something that you don't like doing firstly you should not be living like that because i feel like that would probably lead to unhappiness but if you are then you just need to stay there because what i don't like is everybody thinks they're going to be amazing everyone wants to go somewhere but then they're just not doing the stuff for it um that was the one things i one of the main things i wanted to cover and i guess it's cuz i'm realizing that more and more myself i think i talked about in the last one that every time i get to a peak of something i feel like i can go further just cuz i feel like i've achieved so much that i can actually achieve even bigger things cuz i always sit and think how someone else who's really successful surely every time they got to a certain point they were like happy and they should have been happy and they got content not happy i meant like that they've achieved x at what point like you'd have to keep pushing yourself to keep moving ahead and that's the fun of it because the whole point of being an entrepreneur you are achieving things once you've achieved it you know you can do it now so then naturally you want to achieve like the next thing because that is the next thing you want to prove to yourself that you can do so anyway that's what kind of what's been on my mind lately um so yeah it's been a good few weeks of hard work um lots of interesting things happening at the company we are signing more and more people under the talent management division which is exciting we actually just signed a 17 year old with 1 million uh youtube subscribers um which is extremely exciting we've um and um yeah hope you like this episode it's a bit different but again i can't promise you what this podcast is going to be exactly like but one thing is i'm just going to be sharing my thoughts hopefully it'll help you in your own thinking because it is lonely running your own thing trying to do your own thing and trying to like manifest your own thoughts and then trying to make something happen out of that um so yeah hope you like this episode my name is Sean Hanif you can catch me on instagram ashan.hanif make sure to subscribe to this podcast there'll be a new episode next week and i'll see you then thanks